0: All right, let's start hour number three. I am Jim Rohn. Welcome to the program. If you are just joining us right now, you've missed a couple of wild hours, but still more to come. I am efforting Nick Nurse. I'm going to run him down momentarily. James Kelly and I are going to break down the Thursday night matchup. We do that every single Thursday night prior to that game. Raiders-Chargers. We will hit that at the bottom of the hour, but as promised, we start hour number three by having a conversation with the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's in his first season there. He had been head coach of the Raptors for five years. He led Toronto to the 2019 NBA Championship. He was the 2020 NBA Coach of the Year. The Sixers are 16-7. and 7. They're in second place in the Atlantic Division. They beat the Pistons last night. They will host them again tomorrow to complete the back end of the back-to-back. We are joined right now by Nick Nurse. Nick, it is so good to talk to you again. Nick, how you feeling?
1: Feeling good, Jim. you doing good
0: good nick in fact if i am not mistaken this is the first time you and i have spoken since you took on this challenge so bring me up to date how's life in philly and what was your mindset nick when you went to attack this next chapter of your career and your life
1: yeah first of all things are good um enjoyed uh moving here and and uh everything about philly it's, it's true about you know it's a it's a serious sports town i i say that uh in, in Toronto, people would say hello to me, and that would be about it. Hey, Coach, how's it going? And here they say, hey, Coach, can you post up in Beedmore? You know, they, <laughs> they coach me as well most of the time here. So right. um, it, it's awesome city. Um, mindset was just, to, uh, you know, I knew the team pretty well, had a lot of playoff battles with them, coached against them a lot, and just uh, try to just kind of show them how I saw it going against them and what we could what we could keep and what we could – you know, polish up, and then, you know, a few things we could change and see if we couldn't couldn't make them, make them just a little bit better.
0: We're talking to Nick Nurse. In fact, I was going to ask you about that very thing. Like, the NBA regular season, Nick, obviously, is long. It's a grind. 23 games, though, is a pretty good sample size. What are some things that maybe you know about this group that you didn't know when you first arrived?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I knew they were good from playing against them. They were, they were tough, right? Uh, there's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, you get... Here they're really they're really close. Like this is a this is a good locker room. Guys get along. Um, I'm a little. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm surprised or not, but I'm happy about their interest level. Like they're super interested in the in the the, the small changes that we are making. Um, they they're really um, focused in. They like to practice. They like to they like to go live and scrimmage. They like to play one on one games. They you know it's a it's an active uh, group, both mentally and physically.
0: We are talking to Nick Nurse. Always good to get that buy-in. But, of course, you come with a lot of credibility and a championship. And never a bad thing, Nick, when you inherit the reigning MVP. Joel Embiid had a night last night, 41-11. and 11. Obviously, again, you already knew he was a transcendent talent. What was it like to coach against him? And then what's it like being his coach now?
1: Yeah, so it was really hard coaching against him, Jim. I mean, especially... We went through a pretty good stretch there uh, in Toronto where we didn't really have a matchup for him, a center at all. Um, but that's okay. I mean, it didn't mean we couldn't come up with things. I mean, we threw, you know, literally every scheme you could throw at him from from you know just putting two guys on him so he couldn't get the ball to as soon as he got it, putting three guys on him to dribbling, doubling him off the bounce, to doubling him at the top of the key, to you know just everything we could do to try to stop him and, and slow him down. Um, it, he was just you know that hard to stop and he is that hard to stop so uh that's that's you know from going against him but um you know now with him i'm just trying to continue to let him you know do what he can do which is which is a lot like his his repertoire is 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 big you know like he can he can shoot the 3 he can he can grab a rebound take it coast to coast he obviously can post his his shooting stroke is is absolutely money. He can draw fouls, he can pass. I'm like he can do a lot. And and I'm just again just trying to let him do it in a in a little bit more unpredictable way, you know, so they don't really see what's coming or not too repetitive. It isn't going to be like 20 straight post-ups or 20 straight nail catches or or 20 straight pick and rolls or whatever. I'm just trying to give him some freedom to 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 be just a little more unpredictable out
0: there. I've got to think, too, Nick, as a player, and especially a player of that caliber, that's got to be so refreshing for him as well. That's got to energize him. Nick Nurse is joining us. You know, when you look at James Harden's departure, what that does, among other things, Nick, it creates a greater opportunity for Tyrese Maxey, who I absolutely love. He has been delivering, as a result, higher usage rate. He's been really good from beyond the arc. How committed is he to improving his entire game? And then what do you think his ceiling is?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was that was always kind of um you know, one one thing if we if we didn't have James back that it was going to, you know, maybe just by default the ball was going to get put in Tyrese's hands like all the time, right? So, and he hadn't done much of that. So, learning that and and shouldering that, you know, the the mental and physical energy it takes to to run the team, bring the ball up the floor, um use your voice, you know, be a leader, all those kind of things is It's something he's still growing into. He's making some huge strides. Um, You know, I've really tried to just kind of say, like, "Hey, Tyrese, take those five guys down to that basket and run through all the plays." I'm not coming with. Like, you got to do it. Like, you know, like, like, tell him what to do and and get 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 that leadership voice going a little bit. He's just so fast, Jim. He's so fast to the right, and he's deadly with the three ball going left. It's like you got to kind of pick your poison of what, you know, what do you want to do with him? Which way do you want him to go? Or or how do you keep him in front of you? Um, that's that's impressed me. He can he can score it off the bounce, and he can really shoot deep, um, comfortable threes. So, um, ceiling's up there somewhere. But he, ain't, he isn't there yet. It's up there, though.
0: No doubt. Philadelphia head coach Nick Nurse joining us. Nick, a guy who I know is not afraid to use his voice. Patrick Beverly, different dude, running <laughs> on different fuel. Even to this day, I love the guy, man. I love him so much and not surprisingly nick the fans in philly took right to him he credits a recent conversation that you had with him for his increased offensive output what prompted you to tell him to be more aggressive shooting the ball and then what's he brought to your team in the way of intangibles
1: yeah so first of all he brings something every day uh jim like seriously he just brings a an energy and a, and a compete level every every single day and a and a willingness to try to help our team get better and that's that's like irreplaceable as you know as a coach he's like your he's like your locker room guy and he's like your defensive drill guy and he's 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 always trying to to lead that's that's great I mean listen I just told him I don't know when it was maybe ten to twelve days ago or something I'm like Pat shoot the ball. Like they're disrespect, you know. They're they're just disrespecting you out there, man. You're a good, you know. Your career, like thirty six, thirty eight percent. Shoot the ball, man. He said. He said, uh, "Say less, coach. I'm on it." So, <laughs> say less, coach. Yep.
0: That's really funny. Say less, coach. Yeah. I love that line. Say less. Say less. <laughs> My kid says that to me. Say, well, he doesn't say it to me in a disrespectful way, but say less. Say less. Yeah. Nick Nurse joining yeah. us for a few more moments. You no, know, Nick, when you were in Toronto, you and I would speak pretty often, and then Masai Ujiri would come on the program, and he and I would speak pretty often. Obviously, when you think about teams in the NBA that have success, you've got to have that great working relationship between a head coach and a GM. What's it been like to collaborate with Daryl Morey so far? How would you describe that relationship?
1: No it's been good in fact in fact jim i I worked for daryl before um he was at Houston when I was the head coach of the rio Grande valley vipers and that was that was uh i don't know 2012, twenty twelve twenty twenty eleven twenty twelve twenty thirteen something like that, and I kind of wanted to go there because he was he was out there in, in kind of the the forefront of the analytics money ball for basketball or whatever you want to say and I kind of just wanted to get in there and see what I could learn from him and what they were doing down there so had a couple of good years there uh, with him, um, and so obviously got a little bit of background. Um, you know, I, people say, you know, why would you come to Philly for? I said, well, I, I thought they had a really good team, and and uh, Daryl gets it done. You know, putting a roster together, and and I like the ownership group. So it was, it was a you know those three things, and Daryl's a big part of that.
0: No brainer. So Nick, one last thought. Like as I mentioned, you're going to face the Pistons again tomorrow night. Last night yeah. you handed them they a 21st consecutive loss since their head coach, Monty Williams, is without question one of the most respected people in the entire league. He's a two-time NBA coach of the year. You know, I mean, obviously he knows. I mean, that's a, that's a pedigreed, classy guy. I'm curious, though, did you offer, as competitive as you are, did you offer him any words of encouragement? I mean, clearly you're looking to win every single game, but this is a small coaching fraternity, and this can't be an easy season for Monty. Like, how did you handle that with him?
1: yeah no i'm i'm just uh you're right we go, we're going out there and and understanding and expecting it to be a tough tough road win and, and it and it it was i mean we played there uh maybe three weeks ago in the in the cup and that that was a physical close tough game and you're just trying to get your guys ready to 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 go out there and win and and try to keep their mind focused on on getting better and playing, you know, performing the way we want them to perform. We're going to, are we going to guard? And are we going to share the basketball? And are we going to make the right reads and, and go out there and be pros? And, and you're certainly, you know, you're, you're going to do that. Um, th- those situations I've been in them myself, they're, they're not any fun. We, you know, when we got relocated to Tampa, we, we were getting, we were getting beat a heck of a lot down there and, and they're not fun. And, and what you do is, as opposing coaches, you know, no, nobody's rolling over for anybody. Jim in this league it's, it's a competitive thing but you gotta do it professionally and with as much class as you can
0: makes sense to me he is the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers he's got an NBA championship he's got a coach of the year award and they're playing good ball Nick awesome to get caught up man that was so much fun great to hear your voice great to have you back on the show and I appreciate you making time Nick
1: yep always a pleasure coming on Jim thank you so much we'll talk to you soon
0: appreciate you Nick very much Nick Nurse love Nick and he, you talk about being a professional and handling it the right way. One, great coach. Unbelievable coach. Two, you all know his journey, the way he came up, the time he put in, where he's been, how he plied that craft and that trade. I, I just love the guy. I've always loved the guy. And good to hear his voice again. I don't think he and I had spoken since the end of last year. So the first time since he's been in Philadelphia. And said, Philadelphia is what you think it is. It is a great sports town. Great town, great sports town, and I think he's fitting in well. I love that conversation he had with P. Bev. Yo, Patrick, man, they're disrespecting you, dude. Shoot it. Shoot the ball, man. You're 36% for your career. 36% for your career outside. Way outside. Shoot Shoot the ball. You see why guys respond so well to him, and him explaining that with Joel... I just don't want to be so predictable. I don't want to send him down the floor and have him do the same things over and over and over again. I want him to be more unpredictable. It's got to be refreshing for all those guys. And it does help to have a locker room where everybody likes each other. All right, so we are open right now. Next segment's open. Then James Kelly and I are going to break down tonight's game. And we'll do so with our best attitude possible. Now, I know when you think of James Kelly, what do you think of? Bad attitude. He'll be on his best behavior. Because you just got to reframe it, head. Don't think about the matchup. Think about the opportunity. The opportunity to make yourself some money. The opportunity to make others money. Let's try and reframe this thing. I mean, sure, it's the Chargers, and they don't have Justin Herbert. Sure, it's the Raiders. Not like they're playing very good ball. Sure, both of them are in last place. However... It is a nationally televised game, and we have a chance to make some money. Kelly's already, like, waving me off. Nah, 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 I'm going to be who I always am. I'm going to have a bad attitude. See you in 20 minutes. You know what you are, head? You're a recalcitrant child. That's not me talking. Somebody said that yesterday. Excellent use of the word recalcitrant. Except you're a Recalcitrant adult with them. It's true. I wonder if Winthrop is playing tonight and what the line is. Winthrop. Are there any good props that we can hit tonight on Winthrop? Winthrop, Winthrop State. Winthrop. University of Winthrop. Winthrop. Big day tomorrow, too, as I look ahead. We've got Billy Walters on the daily tomorrow. Love Billy Walters. Hey, head, you're pretty good at gambling? Billy Walters is the GOAT. There's never been a better gambler than Billy Walters. He's the godfather. Porter Moser. Also on the program tomorrow. So we're going to wrap the week strong. All right, when we come back, in open segment. I want to give you my thoughts on Draymond Green. We made it all the way to the third hour before breaking this thing down. The NBA did get around to suspending him, but they did not put a game total on it. Instead, suspending him indefinitely. I'll give you my thoughts on that when we come back. In the meantime, what are your thoughts on any of this? 1-800-636-8686. 8686 been kind of a funky show today, a little wild. So you can respond to anything you've heard today. Or if you want to look ahead, go ahead and do that too. If you heard Bob Costas and you want to react to that, go right ahead. Stay tuned. The Head coming up at the bottom of the hour. Open phones next segment. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Did you know that Discover wants everybody to feel special, which is why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations do apply. All right, let me change up on you. I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a minute. So life comes at you pretty fast. The NFL season comes at you even faster. Think how quickly things change. Just ask Mike Tomlin. Three weeks ago, the dude was being pushed as the coach of the year. Now it feels like he has even less support than ever in Pittsburgh. And Big Ben jumping in to pile on this week definitely is not helping Tomlin's cause. You would think that Ben Roethlisberger, of all people, might have Tomlin's back in a moment like this. They did, after all, spend a hell of a lot of time working together. They spent a hell of a lot of time winning together. You would think in this moment, when Steeler Fan is freaking out, that Big Ben would be the one that might be, you know, one of the guys with the voice of reason. One of the guys who might calm Steeler Fan down. To be a calming influence. Instead, He hit that Inferno with a gas can. I mean, this might explain why things in that locker room are as bad as they are. You know, you think that he might say, Hey, listen, guys, none of you are in that locker room. None of you have ever been in that locker room. I was. I know what it's like. I know the coach. I know what's going on. It's never as bad as it seems, especially on the inside. Man, that's that's sanctity in there. You don't know what goes on in there. And believe me, if anybody can handle that, it's Mike Tomlin. I would think that maybe Ben might say something like that. You know, Ben might have picked that guy up. That's not what he did. In fact, Ben did the exact opposite on his footballing with Ben Roethlisberger podcast. Not only did the dude not have Tomlin's back, not only did he not defend Tomlin's culture... He essentially set that whole thing on fire. He basically launched a scud at him. He essentially said the single worst thing that any Steeler legend can say. This is what Ben Roethlisberger said about Mike Tomlin.
1: The tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, who's, who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh? Yeah, that's not no. no that's not, not what, what we do. It's not what yeah. we do. Um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, this, this, this isn't this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold." Wow. He started that
0: off by saying, "Maybe the Steeler tradition is done." Like, what do they have? More than anything else, tradition, culture, history. He just flat out said it. Oh, Maybe God. the Steeler tradition is dead. The tradition of Maybe Steelers is done. Maybe it needs is, to be is, formed is in a new kind of way. I mean, damn, dude. You burn your mouth spewing that molten lava? Burning. How about, hey, where's that guy to grab somebody else and drag them around the field by their face mask? Easy Vince Lombardi. The thing about it is, Ben, you're credible, but I seem to remember the last few years of your career, and I seem to remember that offense looking pretty freaking similar to what it looks like right now. And I seem to remember all sorts of antics going on with the wide receivers while you were still there so were you the one grabbing dudes by the face mask and if so did that work it's one of those situations where the message is dead on for the moment but the messenger is being a little hypocritical i think but the thing is the messenger is a stealer icon And even if Ben is delivering a message that rings a little hollow because of the way his career ended and because of who's saying what he's saying and because it comes off a little cringe to the rest of us, it's exactly what Steeler fan has been dying for somebody to say. Steeler fan, Steeler fan could not be more down with Ben's message. And Ben's message did not end there. I mean, believe me, he did enough damage by saying maybe the tradition has come to an end. But that's not all he said. He also put the loss to New England this weekend on, quote, bad coaching. End of quote. He said that. Bad coaching. So needless to say, that's another bomb that he dropped right on Tomlin's head. I mean, could Ben say anything more damaging to Tomlin than that? Anything more damaging than the Steeler tradition is done and bad coaching cost them a game against the two-win Patriots? Pretty much the two worst things that Ben could have possibly have said. The only thing that Ben stopped short of saying was the coach has obviously lost the locker room, therefore he should now lose his job. That's the only thing that he could have said that would have been any more damaging to Tomlin than the two things that he actually did say. And then all of that's going to make Coach T's life even tougher now because now everybody knows that Matthew Nova Scotia was not the problem. At least not the only problem. Not the whole problem. And without Matt Edmonton Alberta, they just lost to two two two-win teams in back-to-back weeks. While they were in the playoff chase, no less. It's not like they had nothing to play for. They had everything to play for. And now there's no Matt Manitoba to kick around. So Steeler fan is coming for somebody else. And Big Ben just pointed Steeler fan right to Mike Tomlin.
1: Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know.
0: like A new kind of way. Maybe that Steeler tradition is done. Hey, Mike. You know that straight fire that you promised when you jumped on Twitter that we never actually got? You just got a taste of what straight fire is from Ben. What Ben just did to you is what straight fire looks like and what you promised the rest of us. Man, I don't know. You're just lucky that he didn't end that pod by saying, hey, by the way, I'm available to coach this team as soon as they fire Tomlin, which should totally happen. Just throwing it out there. I'm here. Like, I like this podcast, but I would like to coach a team even more. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. And maybe I'm that guy to form it a new kind of way. Maybe it should be the big Ben way. Hey, look, I've been saying now for weeks that I've never seen a more dysfunctional team under Mike Tomlin. And things just keep getting more and more dysfunctional. And while Ben may not be the greatest messenger ever, he's not wrong. And he's got Steeler fans full support. And in no time, somehow, some way, Tomlin has gone from seven and four and a coach of the year candidate to being in serious danger of losing his locker room and his fan base. Of course, the media went to Najee. And asked him about Big Ben's comments. Here's what he had to say:
2: I think to have his opinion about something. I'm not trying to sit here and say you know, he's right or wrong. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. You know, Ben, Ben is a Hall of Famer. Ben obviously been here, won the Super Bowl. He he knows what the standard is. Ben is somebody you know who's credible. Who you know that that you. You know, I I got here his last year, so uh, you know I don't, I can't really say like I know what this the other way is because you know I. You know he had been here with Troy. he had been here with Rome. He, he he knows that really. So you know if somebody outside sees that, and uh, you know and, uh, and he's been in this building. And I mean he kind of could you know guess and say like you know maybe Phil Buster right. like, much.
0: Yeah. What do you expect though, man? What do you think he's gonna say? What what do you think he's going to do? You think he's gonna go scorched earth on a Steeler icon? What do you expect him to say, Steeler fan? Do you expect Najee to look into the camera and say, Hey, fat face, shut your mouth. You got a problem? Come to the practice facility and look at the offense face to fat face and bring that noodle arm or what's left of it with you. Ben He's not doing that. He's Ben Roethlisberger. An alpha who grabs other alphas by the face mask. They don't grow on trees. It's hard to find a Greg Lloyd or a Joey Eugene Porter on offense, right? Then again, I never thought that Zach Wilson could turn it around for even one game. Maybe Mitch Trubisky can as well. I just don't think that Mitch Tiny Hands or Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. are going to be running around grabbing Mitch dudes Trubisky. by the face mask. Mitch And I don't need any of you saying, and how would that work anyway? How would Pickett, with his tiny hands, reach up and grab anybody's face mask? It's just Ben said that. Tiny hands. Ben said it. Tiny hands. I mean, on defense, they've got guys doing it, but they need it on offense. Why is nobody grabbing anybody by the face mask on offense and saying, that's not what we do around here? When was the last time you saw somebody on offense grab anybody else on offense and grab them by the face mask and drag them across the bench and say, that's not how we do it? Bacon didn't even pull that crap. (laughs) All right, when we come back, James Kelly joins us. What do we do with tonight's game? What's the line? What are the prop bets? What do we do to make that game more interesting? Let's face it. Not a real interesting game. It used to be the most interesting game. I'll take you back in time to when the Chargers Raiders would get very, very vitriolic. But that's not how it is. That doesn't mean, though, that we can't get paid. Big head bets coming up next. I got a sports update for you, though. Here it is. Here is Pete McCarthy. Say Sports Honk writes on the X. Hey, Rome, Big Ben is not wrong. Sometimes, as a coach, you just have to get in someone's face. Sincerely, Larry Brown. Hashtag right in my, right face. In my face. Right in my face. That's the kind of tweet that the big head himself can appreciate. So. As always, TNF means BHB, as in Thursday Night Football, means big head bets with the head himself, James Kelly. What's up, head? How are things?
2: Happy Friday, Junior, Jim. How are you?
0: Happy Friday, Junior, dude. I'm great. How about you?
2: (laughs) I'm great, man. Bob Costas, Billy Walters in one week. We just need Mike Shanahan and you got my three goats, man.
0: First of all, I didn't know that Bob Costas was one of your goats.
2: Oh, yeah. Love Bob Costas. Best ever. Love him.
0: I knew that Billy Walters was one of your goats, Mm -hmm. and your other goat, Shanahan, will never do the program. Ever, ever, ever. (laughs) Maybe you can put in a good word.
2: Uh, No, he, uh, you know, put a restraining order on me, but, you know. (laughs)
0: On his own illegitimate son. Correct. So so let me take you back. Let me take you back to the early days of the jungle to when the show exploded on the Mighty 690 back in San Diego and before we syndicated the program. Okay. All right. So before we were national, back then, the show was carried exclusively, as you might recall, on the 50,000-watt blowtorch, Mm -hmm. the Mighty 690, which also happened to carry the Chargers games. Back then, that rivalry, Raiders-Chargers, was fierce. The teams hated each other. The fans hated each other even more. Back then, we used to ramp up twice a year for what became known as Hell Week in the Jungle. Jungle OGs had, remember this, Uh five full days of Chargers v. Raiders smack talk. All show, every day, all week. Hell Week on the program. Awesome. You had Charger and Raider fan going at it on the air. And in the bars where one of them lost an ear for real. I'm telling you, man, the good old days. That was then. This is now, Head. Tonight, all we're left with is a couple of busted up squads fighting for last place (laughs) in the AFC West. And playing for nothing other than maybe pride and maybe their jobs. This one does not look or feel anything like it used to back in the day but it is the one we have, James. Mm-hmm. What is the number? What are you doing with this game? Lay it out.
2: The Raiders are favored by three points right now. Rough one for sure. In fact, I'd rather get kicked in my Easton stick than watch these two teams play football tonight. Hail, but
0: hey-oh, hey-oh.
2: Right there. Kicking in the stick. You do love great names, too, right? That's Easton a great stick. name. It is a great not name. Not a
0: great player, but a great name.
2: How do they not name their kid Richard? That'd be great. I
0: know, no, that no, would not be not great. Question. And I think okay. there's a reason why they did, and I think you know what the reason
2: it is. Okay, like Sam Darnold's grandpa, that'd be like a pole. Never mind. Okay, let's go with the Chargers here. <laughs> Got to give uh, Chubby Cheeks, Kellen Moore, some bleeping credit here. It's a creepy laugh right there, dude. It is for sure. I remember hearing that live. I bet you it's 4 off the top of my head. That Alvy,
0: do you have a date on that one? <laughs> what, what is your association with O4?
2: Uh, driving tractors around, moving dirt, listening to this show, and I think I remember that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. All right, All right Chargers. <laughs> Kellen, Kellen Moore here. Uh, let's give him some bleeping credit. He's done the impossible. Some way, somehow, as of late, his offense has run down Brandon Staley's defense For and real. matching that ass. Over the last three weeks, the Los Angeles Chargers, an offense many expected to be one of the best in football this season, has averaged an NFL-worst 77 points per game he has big mike dancing in the streets if you feel me right there they also won't have justin as we know know you just did what i do now
0: that's not okay you know what you just did big mike big mike dancing in the streets i know what you just did there. i didn't mean to do that Dude, you're not that hard to decode you're not that hard to read i know exactly what you did there dude
2: okay don't do do that that. again okay i I know what you did there last time alvin could you play that one more time
0: do not play that one more time
2: damn it okay uh, Kellen will not have Justin. <laughs> he won't have Keenan Allen either. But good news for them. The Raiders have uh, been about as uh, bad on offense lately. Honestly, if you didn't know any better, you'd think Josh McDaniels is still coaching them. They've scored three points in their last six quarters, and it looks like Aiden Farva. O'Connell will go tonight, and we're not exactly sure. Hey, by the about... way,
0: why, Why, dude? Why? why? What it? more do you need to see from that guy? Why? Why?
2: I don't know. Something tells me they're making Pierce do it. Because you'd rather ra- uh, ride with Jimmy Garoppolo, as bad as that sounds, than Aiden Farber. Yeah, no, Paul, I agree right with now. you, but why? What what more, what more do you need to know? What more do you need to see?
0: Yeah, you know Pierce wants to win.
2: He wants to win, but, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out in this draft, and you'd probably rather lose, right?
0: Ah, oh, that's okay. what I'm Okay, all right then. <laughs> but
2: good news for him tonight, O'Connell. He's going against Brandon Staley's defense, a top ten inherited defense in yardage that is now 29th in the NFL in Staley's third season. Also, uh, something funny here. Believe it or not, I'll charge be that, dude, okay. first of all. Okay, check this out. The Raiders and Chargers are the two least, least penalized teams in all of football, so they're losing games because they actually suck at football, basically. They don't get penalized. They just That's suck at football.
0: somewhat amusing.
2: Right? It's Somewhat amazing.
0: amusing. I'll give you that.
2: Okay. So, uh, what the hell? I'll take the points. The Chargers are better in the red zone and on third down on both sides of the ball. Chargers plus three.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Look at you, dude. Look You're at you. You're welcome, Matt. I'm a little surprised by that, but mm-hmm. not really. I mean, playing these games against the spread head is tough enough, but ne- in fact, I'm surprised you didn't get into this. Nearly impossible to play these games without knowing the health of so many key players. Yes. Again, neither team is playing well. Neither team has anything to play for other than pride, maybe a few jobs, and a draft pick. And I do have to say, I agree with you. I'm not putting this one on Justin Herbert. Not because I want an invite to the barbecue, which is not happening. Mm -hmm. It's not that. But it's because it sure as hell is not his fault. But that Charger offense wasn't doing anything with him anyway. So what can you expect from them without him? Even less. That's what. Now, I know he's not going to invite me to the Victory Barbecue. I've given up on that. Maybe I can cash a surgery barbecue ticket. What do you think?
2: <laughs> that might work.
0: Okay, well, anyway, I feel like this game is a coin flip. So what I did was I broke out a coin. It's a coin flip of ass Ooh, is what it is. it is. So when I broke out the coin and I flipped it, you know what came up? What's that? Ass. Mm ass i I don't care what the line says here Mm -hmm. there is no chalk if you ask me just ass so if i've got to play something you know what i'm going to play the raiders and lay the three because i don't have any better ideas okay and because you went the other way
2: okay let's do it and because every time
0: you go the other way i lose (laughs) so what does it matter at this point anyway Mm. dude, do you see any props that might make this thing better or easier
2: uh, let's go with Michael Mayer, over 18 and a half yards, receiving a former that's Notre Dame exci- tight that's end. That's
0: exciting, dude.
2: Uh, you know, I like him. I, mean, I like, Dude, I like him, too. I li- I, he might like to take his shirt off, too, like Troy Nicholas, a former Notre Dame tight end. If he gets hyped. If he gets hyped, he might do that. Gosh, what, do do, that
0: yeah. it what do you do, Troy? What do you do, Troy? what a
2: great moment. Incredible moment. Uh, For Mayer, he's playing uh, a Brandon Staley defense that gives up the fifth most yards to tight ends. How
0: many different ways can you say that the Charger defense under Brandon Staley is bad? I left off like 30 notes.
2: I just took like four, but I could come back with like 30 notes. I've never seen anything like it. I can't believe how many
0: different ways you can say the same thing.
2: I know. Okay. I'm oh, this is one guys. of the best. Fin- finish ever. that thought. It's not an original topic. go ahead and finish it. Uh, he, uh, Mayer was on the field for 94% of the Raiders snaps last week and more than 80% of the snaps ah. for six straight weeks. In those six games, he's got two balls uh, four of uh, those six weeks. He's averaged 11.5 yards per reception, so I think he can get two catches here and get that total. And did I mention he's playing Brandon Staley's defense, so he should be able to get that. Yes, you did. He All right, so asking that there's question.
0: that. Hey, really quick, how about this mm-hmm. reaction? Mm-hmm. Abel in the ATX. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, when Easton Stick throws his first TD tonight and tries to keep the ball, is Devontae Adams going to chase him to the locker room and give him the hands? <laughs> War, not hearing from Paul's dog, streak.
2: There Ooh, is actually Paul's a dog. streak, isn't there? Paul's Here's- dog. Has he called since the smack-off? I don't think that he has, has he? Oh, I don't know. I don't you, think you so. You love that pooch. I do love that pooch. I miss that pooch. If
0: he has, I'm going to say oh, once, oh, but oh, no oh, more. Oh, he he oh, fell flat on his dog face in the smack-off. Two off, years he? in a
2: row in the smack-off, man. Man, yeah. how about that? He's like right, the so Brandon Staley of smack- Never mind. It stopped. It like,
0: okay, you know, right. You're not going to have that dog, and I don't you mean Paul's dog. I coffee. mean Staley to kick around much longer, I don't think. <laughs> I
2: know. i got like three more weeks.
0: That's why you keep doing that, right?
2: Uh, correct. Do you, I have to work You're going to get tomorrow? in your
0: shots while you can.
2: Am I working tomorrow? Billy Walters is on.
0: Yet, oh, great point, dude. Right? You know. Who that's have a great question on? by you. What You're like, <laughs> why would I do that on the yeah. day that the GOAT is going to do that? He
2: runs circles around my big head.
0: Oh, uh, dude, that's a great point by you. Mm. Yes, you are working tomorrow. Oh,
2: damn it. Okay.
0: Yeah, for, the, for those who don't know, though, he's the GOAT, is he
2: not? He is the GOAT. He is incredible. His book's incredible. Buy it. It is one of the best reads ever. Um, The guy is absolutely fearless. He uh, lived the best life ever outside of, uh, you know, the feds be on his ass all the time, but the best life ever. Yeah, well, that that
0: might not have happened if Hefty had had his back.
2: 100%. Hefty absolutely was a major part of putting him in jail. Yes.
0: And we covered that in the pod. I'm not going to get into that tomorrow because we covered that in the pod, but he is an absolute genius. All right, Head, what do you have tonight? What are we looking at?
2: Chargers plus three, Michael Mayer over 19 and a half yards receiving. It just popped up on DraftKings. So 19 and a half yards receiving.
0: 19 and a half. I thought it was 18, like 18 seconds ago. It
2: was. DraftKings now, 19 and a half. So I'm going to keep it there.
0: I wonder if they're responding to what they're hearing.
2: They probably Everybody
0: are. Everybody hit the over after they yeah. heard us.
2: And then they realized it was Brandon Staley's deep. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. See, Goodbye. Stop Goodbye. asking Goodbye. that question. See you never again. Let's make some money. Look <laughs> at DJ Mix Ten saying, "Why do you have issues with the JN? Do you really have to ask that question, DJ Mix 10. The reason I have issues with the JN is because it does not exist. Stop trying to make something out of something that does not exist. Alvin. Yeah, I can hear that, Alvin. Alvin's incredible. (laughs) Do you know what Alvin just did? So normally on the show, I wear these crappy, crappy earbuds. You know this if you watch the show on TV. And I just realized something's been going on that I didn't know about. Alvin's been sneaking that theme in underneath, knowing that I can't hear it. And then today, because I'm not on TV, I'm wearing my old school cans where I can hear everything. I'm like, Alvin, don't do that. He's like, oh, dude, can you hear that? So, Alvin, how long is this little game been going on? I can't hear, can't hear you. It's too much money in my head. Wow. I just discovered a whole new layer of my own program. Everybody's freaking out. James Gill is like, dude, I thought you knew. I thought you heard it.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Tommy's like, yo, bro, no, no. Now he knows. Now he knows. Our fun is over. The jig is up. The show is up. What a day, man. No, Friday man. Junior. That was a Friday Junior for the ages. Happy
2: Friday
1: Junior.
0: Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they'll install them for free. See better or drive safer from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at OReillyAuto.com. I cannot believe Albie just said, oh, dude, can you hear that? Really? You can hear that? Oh, he's wearing his cans. All right, my thanks to my guests. We had Steve Smith. We had Nick Nurse. James Big Head Kelly. Is going to take the points and the Chargers. I'm going to lay the points and ride with the Raiders. That's right. Billy Walters tomorrow. Big day. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you clones. See you tomorrow. We're out.